everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! All right, thank you for that, and welcome to a fresh week. Not just a fresh week, but a fresh week of sports talk right here on Sports Byline USA, kicking it off, titillating sports. I am your eponymous host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. And a happy Halloween to you. You might be wondering where my screamy guy is. Can't find him, and I'm sure a lot of you are sad about that. <laughs> yes, for many years, I have this little pumpkin guy, and I hold it up to the, uh, I press the button, and I hold it up to the screen, and it screams. I set up to the screen, to the microphone. Forget what medium I'm in sometimes. But 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to get in and get heard coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. What's that number you say? 1-800-878-7529. Get you in and get you heard, girl. As we talk football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quidditch, volleyball, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, all that stuff. 1-800-878-PLAY. Got some very interesting authors today. Author, king of the Britons. Jeff Perlman. That guy has written 10 New York Times bestsellers. And you talk about the Showtime series that uh, they made into that uh, Laker deal, Showtime on HBO. Wait, yeah. Uh, the Cowboy Book, Boys Will Be Boys. Well, he's got a new one right now uh, about Bo Jackson called The Last Folk Hero. We'll bring him in. Also, Tom Clavin in the first hour, he's back. His new World War II book about the Rangers and the Last Hill. We'll do Super 16 Polsters with John Wagner. Author Seth Sykes will join us from England. And author Steve Rivera has a book about Loot Olson, Lessons from Loot. We'll get all that in as well. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, Twitcher is at Rick Tittle. We got it. Come on back. 
bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at NetSpend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. All right, thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show uh, several times over New York Times bestseller Jeff Perlman. He has a brand-new book called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. 
Jeff, welcome back to the show. And I remember when when you were on um, when Boys Will Be Boys came out, and I found that a, a riveting read. And I just wonder, were people like Jerry Jones or Michael Irvin? Did, did anybody after ever come after you when you write stuff like that? Hello, Jeff. We don't have Jeff. Jeff Perlman. Okay, we'll try and get him back. Uh, yeah, and boys will be boys. He wrote that Jerry Jones talked to a cocktail waitress and said, lift up your skirt and I'll take you to heaven and told the story about there was a rookie in the barber chair at the Cowboys facility and Michael Irvin said, get out. And he's like, I'm halfway done with my haircut. And he goes, I don't care, Rook, get out right now. And he's now wait your turn. And then Michael Irvin took some scissors and carved a big line down his face and his neck, <clears throat> which would probably see you and me going to jail. Uh, if that had happened, <laughs> right? Um, well, if we don't have Jeff, we can also start taking a look. Oh, we got him. Jeff, are you with us? I am. You have me. All right. I was just going to say, I just gave you a big intro, and, and I was talking about how the last time you were on, we were talking about your book, Boys Will Be Boys, and I just wondered if Jerry Jones or Michael Irver and anybody like came after you after that book. Nobody. Not one person. In fact, um, Darren Woodson, the safety emailed me after, called me, and he was like, I don't know how you got all that stuff. That was amazing. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. So no, nobody. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about Bo Jackson because we've already seen some blurbs come out about this. Um, first of all, why why now? Why why write a book about Bo? I have, no great, I have no great answer for now. You know how authors are supposed to say, well, you know, blah, 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 the anniversary of so-and-so. Like, I just really wanted to write a Bo Jackson book. And mm -hmm. I guess in a way, if I really had to say it now, the reason would be is because I, I think he's one of the most important um, athletes of our, of our lifetime. I truly do. I think he's the greatest athlete of our lifetime. And I believe, sadly, as a dad of two teenagers, there's a generation coming up that has, who has no idea who Bo Jackson ever was. And I think one of the things that's kind of cool about this job is you can remind people and you could hopefully... Uh, secure legacies a little bit. So I'd say that's the inspiration. I remember being at the Coliseum in Oakland one game, and uh, you know the A's had a great team, and Bo Jackson was playing left field for the Royals, and somebody hit a, what was going to be a sack fly. He was literally standing with his back against the wall, and Terry Steinbach was on third, and he's a little bit slow. But I remember Bo Jackson threw him out at the plate, and the ball didn't even bounce. I mean, we don't even talk about his arm. So, yeah, the, the, the athleticism is ridiculous. Oh, the arm is actually, I mean, the Harold Reynolds throw is one of his greatest plays of all time. And mm -hmm. that's a preposterous throw. He has a throw. The cool thing is a lot of these are on YouTube, for, especially from his major league career. He had a throw in Yankee Stadium where he was playing right field. Mike Gallego was tagging up from second to third. And Gallego had some speed. And uh, Bo Jackson was pretty deep. He makes his throw on an artificial hip straight on the line. It's one of the best throws that doesn't go to, I mean, his arm was utterly, utterly, utterly preposterous, fake hip or no fake hip. You know, I remember watching a documentary on him several years ago and, and he's, they asked him if he watched football. I think he said, well, my wife watches it and I go downstairs and I make arrows and I'm in heaven. Like that was sort of yep. his little retreat. Did you find that? Yep. He is. Um, it's funny. A lot of people ask like, uh, oh, does Bo regret blank? Does he regret blank? And he, he really doesn't. He doesn't regret that his career was cut short. He doesn't lose sleep over it. He doesn't watch football. He doesn't watch baseball. 
he's hardcore into hunting, uh, particularly bow hunting. He does make his own arrows, his own bows, um, his own arrows, not his own bows. And um, he's a guy who like lives in suburban Chicago, drives a Ford truck, shovels his own driveway, loves to cook. He's a grandpa, a doting grandfather. Uh, so many of us have regrets over the end of his career, but weirdly, he's not one of them. It's very interesting. And of course, as I said, some of these uh, stories have come out. The one about Kevin Seitzer uh, being a pain in the butt and, and uh, taking a turn twice in the cage and, and Bo almost killing him, almost choking him to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Seitzer was one of those guys. He was just like a gnat around teammates, just a pain, always talking, always picking, picking, picking. And one day, uh, Bo and uh, Kevin were in the same hitting group with Ed Hearn and Bill Pakoda. And it was their turn to take BP under the stadium. And Bo had to go get something. When he comes back, Kevin Seitzer cut him in line. And Bo jumps back in, and they kind of argue. And uh, Bo starts taking swings, and Seitzer's heckling him. And Bo comes out and says, you need to stop talking right now. And Seitzer says something. And Bo takes his arm, his right arm, pins Seitzer against the wall, has him lifted off the ground, eyes bulging, face turning purple, different teammates and coaches running over trying to take his arm off of Kevin Seitzer's neck. It would be impossible. I mean, Bo Jackson's arms are steel pipes, truly. And he finally let go. And um, later on, after all, all the dust cleared, Seitzer went up to Bo that same afternoon and said, hey, Bo, are we good? Are we good? And Bo, he was a tough guy. He was basically like, no, we are not good. Like, do not F with me. We can be teammates. That's fine. But I do not want to deal with you. And that was a real... Seitzer was not beloved in the Royals clubhouse, so I don't think it worked against Bo. It was just a warning, don't mess with Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then, you know, Frank Thomas, he came on, and it's funny, they're both Auburn football players, not at the same time, but he came on, you know, so fantastic and, and uh, you know, hitting 100 RBIs in his, in his sleep. But was he a bit much to deal with? Yeah, yeah. He was a pain. I covered Frank Thomas when he was a White Sox and I was in Sports Illustrated. He was... He was a diva, like a total, complete diva, a brilliant baseball player, and I'm not saying a bad guy, but a diva. And Bo Jackson was great for Frank Thomas with the White Sox because Bo Jackson didn't take any of his crap, and he would call him out on stuff. And um, a lot of guys were intimidated by Frank in the same way they were, you know, you get intimidated by stars. And um, Bo Jackson was the one guy, they're both Auburn guys, both two sport guys at Auburn. Um, Bo wouldn't take it. And Bo would say, Frank, you need to shut the F up. Or, Frank, you need to do this. Or, Frank, you need to do that. And teammates loved it. He was really a buffer between Frank Thomas and the rest of the, of the White Sox roster. And then, of course, his football prowess. We're just getting to here a couple minutes left. The, the touchdown in the kingdom where he runs down the tunnel. Was, were there any good Al Davis stories you heard during all this? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Al Davis was such a weird owner. I mean, great owner in many ways, but weird and very possessive and very jealous of anyone who was getting attention. And he had very bad relationships with Marcus Allen. He really uh, envied Marcus Allen, envied the fame. And Bo Jackson comes in, and Bo Jackson's kind of Al Davis's number one. He's, he's everything he wants in a Raider, which is he has a mystique, and he's big, and he's fast, and he's strong. But he's also a big FU to Marcus Allen. Well, Bo Jackson starts getting big, and Al Davis doesn't like that either. And at one point in 1989, in one of the great drafts of all time, the Green Bay Packers take Tony Mandritz out of Michigan State, number two overall, after Troy Aikman. And um, he won't sign with Green Bay initially. And Al Davis offered Bo Jackson to the Green Bay Packers for the rights to Tony Mandritz. And oh, uh, the Packers said no. But you almost had one of the weirdest trades in NFL history, Bo Jackson for Tony Mandritz. 
Mandarich was so roided out, his hair was falling out at 21. I am shocked that you would, uh, shocked beyond belief that you would say a man like Tony Mandarich would use steroids, <laughs> even though he literally had muscles growing on top of his muscles, growing on top of the back axis that was on top of his muscles. It is shameful of you to make such an accusation. <laughs> Well, I wish we had more time. I got about a million more questions, but it's uh, Jeff Perlman. And uh, not only is he a great writer, but as Woodson said, he gets all the stories. And this is why his books are so good. It's called The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. Jeff, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Byline. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the 
USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. You spent over a decade in the Middle East, and I just wanted to say that I'm a great fan of your work. Well, thank you very much. Don't interrupt me, please. What did I just say? Do you know who I am? You must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right. Thank you so much. And welcome back to the show. Coming up in the next segment, author Tom Clavin is going to join us once again. And he's co-authored a really cool World War II book called The Last Hill. And uh, we'll get him coming up in the next segment. But... And this is a really big but. I have to start talking about what went down in the National <laughs> Football League. And I, it's at the point now where you just have to laugh at the McDaniels hire in Las Vegas. I was so against this hire. I was completely unimpressed by what he did when he was in Denver Remember, he won his first six games, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, this is the guy, this is the guy. And uh, then since then, he's 7-22 and 22, uh, as a head coach. But if you could make any excuse for him, you'd be like, well, the Raiders, all their losses were by 6, 5, 3, and 1 points. He's right there. And so <clears throat> there were a few members of the jury who hadn't made a decision yet because of that. They're like, look, sometimes you, you're just unlucky, and he's been so unlucky, and you could make excuses. And So they go down to New Orleans. They come out flat. They're down 7 nothing, And then from their own 33-yard line, whatever it was, they, uh, <laughs> they try a fake punt. <laughs> they do a direct snap to some guy named Farley who loses yards, <clears throat> you're, you're down 7 nothing early in the game, the first quarter, and you try a fake punt. It's the kind of thing where if it works, you know, it's a, that's a thing. It's, it's like a, a Hail Mary in a way, just because if it works, then you're like, okay, and then you kind of forget about it. And then if it doesn't work, then it looks really bad yeah it looks how you say not good and so that didn't work and then it got worse and the Raiders were flat and didn't matter if it was Taysom Hill or Andy Dalton who started at quarterback if you could give a grade to this I wouldn't want to insult the letter F because it was worse than an F Derek Carr ended up taken a seat, basically benched. 
The offense didn't reach Saints territory a single minute that he was in the game. Now, then again, you have to start looking at the coaching, right? It's just such a poorly coached team. I mean, really poorly coached team. And Derek Carr uh, in that game in the first half had 43 yards passing. Once again, 43 yards passing. And all you can say to yourself now is we just got to look at the draft. Carr said, embarrassing. We are so much better than that. His 101-yard passings was the fewest of his career unless he had gotten hurt. And so the Raiders aren't even coming home. They're going to spend the week in Sarasota practicing at the IMG Academy and um, then go to Bradenton uh, for um, for uh, more practice and then move on up to Jacksonville. But the last time the Raiders were shut out was in St. Louis, and that was the worst loss in the history of the Raiders, 52 to nothing, and that was the late Tony Sperano was head coach of that, and Derek Carr was a rookie. Let's go to Charlie, who's in New York, who probably can barely talk right now. Go ahead, Charlie. Uh, with the third overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Raiders select, um, I, I knew right they right on that first drive when Carr overthrew Hollins down the side, a wide open Hollins down the down the sideline. I said, "Uh oh, we're we're in for it." And like, and once the fake punt and 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 adds salt to the wound. Uh, they they had an uh, what is it called an illegal uh, a block um, chop a chop block which yeah. added ten yards. So they the the Saints got the ball at like the twenty, and then and then they were off to races. You failed to mention that the third overall offense, being the Raiders before yesterday, didn't score a single point or, like you said, get over the 50-yard line against the 30th-ranked defense in the league. <laughs> so, anyway, I, I don't I don't want to harp on the game because the game was a complete, like you said, it insults all letter Fs in this world. And the only F I can think of, uh, we can't say on the air, Um now, in all seriousness, going forward, I I was not as down on McDaniel's hire as you were, but now clearly he doesn't know what he's doing. They're not going to fire him at this point because I don't. So, like, if you're Mark Davis, what would you do? Let him ride out the year, and then say, assuming they go five and twelve. Six and eleven, something like that, because I don't see this team winning more than a few, maybe a couple more games. What do well, you the do? Thing that, you the, the thing that Daniels. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, you're the thing that's tough is that he's trying to be like so many other teams. They keep thinking if you hire a Patriots assistant, you'll do well. And you know, they, the Kansas City tried this when they brought in Scott Pioli, and it's like, well, he was in New England. They keep thinking that anything from New England is just covered in gold. So Ziegler is the guy who said, look, McDaniel's the guy, and we're going to make it work together as a team. So every time they lose, it makes Ziegler look more stupid. But here's a team that won 10 games last year, went to the playoffs. They add Chandler Jones. They add Devontae Adams, and they're worse. So who's going to take I, the blame? Well, well, that's what I'm saying. So in reality, if you were to let McDaniel's go, you would have to let Ziegler go. 
Well, that's the and thing. I think he's going to get a pass. I think he's going to get a pass. But yeah, McDaniel's. I mean, the the there has to be, like, and and you know, McDaniel's after the game, he just fell on his sword and he was like, "It's my it's my fault. Blame me." And we're like, "Okay, we will." Uh, yeah, exactly. And and now what? I mean, I mean, if I this will not happen. But if I'm Mark Davis and if this season continues on the pace it's going, I would I would make a phone call to Sean Payton and say, listen, you're in retirement. I can give you a similar contract to what Gruden got. I know my father hired you many, many years ago, but you, you sort of screwed that up or got screwed up. <laughs> what do you say? Do you want to come back? But I don't, I don't think Sean Payton would do that. Um, I, I mean, but like, where do you go with this team? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm over Derek Carr. He, he has, he, he, yeah. he I, I don't, what do you do with this team? Do you blow it up and start over? I mean, like what, this, what do you, you do? Do you bring you, in a you, Sean you, Payton? Yeah, I, I would not blow it up because, you know, you've just signed Crosby to extension. You've got, uh, Devante Adams and Waller and, um, Renfro, all these guys. I mean, it's funny because the best player on the team right now, Jacobs is the guy that they don't want and they didn't give the extension to. So that was a big whiff I mean, by Ziegler. Yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams, one catch for five yards or six yards yesterday. I mean, how do you, how does that happen? How, well, on a third and one before the punt, they do a jet sweep. I, I mean, like three times they ran that last week. It did, I don't think it worked once. Why? I just, his play calling is abysmal. I like, I don't, I, I thought at the very least, you, the, his play call, it's just like he's trying to fit a, 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 a what is that, a, a, a circle into a square hole or, or whatever the expression is. It's like he, it's just like, because you see teams like the, the Giants bring in Dable and, 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 and Minnesota brought in a new coach and the, the Dolphins brought in the guy, the OC from the 49ers and, and, and the Eagles head coach. These are all, I mean, it, you're right, this, this Belichick, <laughs> they can't. They they can't function without Brady or Belichick because. But like the, the reality, the reality is that he's there until at least the end of the year. But I, so you wouldn't blow it up. You would keep. You would keep Carr. You would keep these guys and try to bring in. A better well, I don't. Coach. I mean, I'm kind of with you on Carr, but I wouldn't blow it up because they won ten games last year and they're just so. They have no leadership. They just need a guy in there, like you mentioned, Sean Payton. As you mentioned it, I'm tweeting it out, hoping he's looking. You yeah, know? I mean, I would offer, like I said, I would say, here, Gruden got 10 years for $100 million. I'll give you the same thing. Come in. You have a ready-made team that completely went sideways this year. Do it. Do, I, I would. Uh, I, I, because I, I, I'm. Yeah, I, I, I am speechless. I mean, yesterday's loss isn't as bad as those heartbreaking losses because the game was pretty much lost. From, but but it, it is the, and I'll let you go after this, it is the moment during the game where you know the season is over and now you have to, now yep. I'm thinking about draft picks and who they can draft with a high first-round pick. It, it, it was that, like, by halftime, I was like, their season's over. Like, it just, just, yeah. just put across the board tackling. It's, it's a, the offensive I, line. It looked like a sieve. 
I got to run to a break, Charlie. I feel right, your pain, Bill Clinton. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153-800-943-2153-800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? Tittle always goes commando. 
Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome back to the show author Tom Clavin. He, along with Bob Drury, have written a brand new book from St. Martin's Press. It's called The Last Hill, the epic story of a ranger battalion and the battle that defined World War II. Tom, welcome back to the show. Why is this something... Uh, Hill 400, Rudders, Rangers. You think we would know about all this stuff? Why was this sort of under the rug? This story. Well, thank you for having me back and for asking that question because this was really a, a significant uh, engagement that took place the first week of December, uh, spilled over a little bit into the second week of December, 1944. But before word could really get around and uh, about what had happened, the the Battle of the Bulge began. Uh, the the huge offensive that Hitler was putting all his marbles on and, and saying this is the one that's going to you know, reverse the course of the war and save Germany. And that became such a, a headline-making international event that the Hill 400, which had happened just before it, it may have been connected to it. it may, Hitler may have said to step off a little prematurely because of Hill 400. Uh, it got lost. And uh, unfortunately, it's unfortunate for the 2nd Ranger Battalion because they uh, this was this was I mean Len Lomel is one of the lieutenants said this was our longest day talking about the Hill 400 battle and and that got kind of lost in history until we came along to to research and, and write a book about it. Yeah, I mean Battle of the I've I've been to Bastogne and the 101st Airborne that story all the stories of the Battle of the Bulge. When did you hear about 400 and, and realize that we needed to do a, a, a deeper dive on it? Well, I have to credit my co-author, Bob Drury. He became really intrigued by the whole Hurtgen Forrest campaign. And again, you mm-hmm. can say Hurtgen Forrest to 10 people and maybe two know what you're talking about, have heard of it. It's like it's, it, there's, there's D-Day, and next thing after D-Day, there's, there's, there's Battle of the Bulge. Well, what, what, there's a lot of stuff happening in between. And the Hurtgen Forrest was a campaign of at least a couple of months in the fall of 1944 that was really brutal and bloody. And for both sides, it was it was just, uh, you know, casualties upon casualties. And... You know, Bob was intrigued in writing about it, but he was, wanted to write about a specific event in there, not just trying to write about the whole campaign. And he happened to be having lunch. I think he's actually visiting the Army War College in, in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And he had lunch with a retired uh, Army Ranger colonel and said, well, you should look at Hill 400. You should look at the 2nd Ranger Battalion. And that's when he came back with that and said, we should look at it, which we did. And we found out that the Hill 400 story was so remarkable, and and again, it got kind of lost in the in the midst of time because of the 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 notoriety and the 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 expanse of the Battle of the Bulge and how important that was to the entire war effort. Yeah, I remember the the Hurtgen, as much praise as Eisenhower gets, is basically that was the one thing that he got wrong is that it had mm-hmm. absolutely no real significance. The thick forest the 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 crowds would turn their 88s at level and i mean it was just Mm -hmm. an absolute you're right meat grinder there let's talk about um the rangers because we think of the puanta hoke and and i mean these were basically our our navy seals more or less weren't they they were and actually early in the world war ii uh the united states government was not uh i should say the top military people were not you know eager to start launching any kind of special forces units but they were impressed by what the British had done. Churchill was a big advocate for special forces, you know, guys that could be dropped behind enemy lines, that could do camouflage, that could do demolition, that could do, you know, especially trained, that if you have a really tough assignment, give it to these specially trained guys. And so 
General George Marshall and eventually Eisenhower came around to believe, okay, we should give this a shot. And that's how the first Ranger Battalion was born, which became more well-known probably as Darby's Rangers. I think there's even a movie that was made mm-hmm. about it. And yeah. then the second Ranger Battalion was formed in Tennessee, and we take our book, The Last Hill, takes that second Ranger Battalion, which became known as Rudder's Rangers, and from their formation and their training in Tennessee, and takes them when they make the crossing across to Europe. They they actually landed D-Day and have a very important assignment there, which they complete. Um, they they fi- fight their way across uh, France, and then for for the climactic part of the story and the main reason that the book is written is because of the Hill 400 battle. A couple more questions for Tom Clavin, co-author of The Last Hill with Bob Drury. People have to remember, too, at that time, you're talking about Christmas time around 1944, um, the walls are closing in uh, on Hitler. The the Russians are coming from the east, and mm-hmm. uh, the Allies are coming from the west. And the desperation, not just of the Wehrmacht and the SS, but on Hill 400, you had the paratroopers or the Fallschirmjäger, and the, the mm-hmm. fighting was relentless because the fatherland was about to fall. Exactly. There was nowhere else really to retreat to. I mean, as the, as the Germans were, were trying to hold on to territory and occupied France, if they retreated, they were still in France, you know, and if in Italy, if they retreated, they were still in Italy for the most part. But once you let the allies into Germany, there was no place else to retreat to. You were, you were in the heart of the fatherland. So this, so holding that what was left of the Siegfried line, which Hill 400 represented, was you know, desperate is the word. You know, they were desperate to do whatever they could to keep stop the allies where they were. And Inch by inch and inch by inch, they kept having to grudgingly give ground. You know, I think about uh, Stephen Ambrose's book, Citizen Soldiers, about D-Day, mm-hmm. and I read the little blurb about Waverly Ray coming through a hedgerow and and killing a bunch of officers and basically shutting down because the Germans were so scared to make a decision without getting an official word from a mm-hmm. higher up. When you did the in, the uh, the uh, looking at Rudder's Rangers, what are one or two individual stories that the, these guys really need to have their name out there? Well, there's one character in the book named Bob Edlin, who's a, who's a uh, he was got the nickname of Fool Lieutenant because he was so daring. And one of my favorite, favorite, favorite stories in the Hill 400 uh, in the book is when Edlin and he had a, a three other guys. They were known as the you know the Fabulous Four. And they would go on these surreptitious missions just on their own. I mean, Colonel Rudder sort of knew they were doing it, but he didn't officially sanction anything. And on one of their missions, they come to a fortress that the 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 you know the army is getting ready to try and take this fortress. It's got eight hundred Germans defending it, and they they walk in there and they basically burst into the colonel's office and say, uh, "Why don't you surrender?" And the colonel's like, "Wait, there's eight hundred of us, and there's four of you, and I'm going to surrender to you." And so Edlin says, "Yes, you are." He takes out a hand grenade, takes the pin out of it. And sticks it in the colonel's private parts, and says, "You either you either surrender this fortress, or we're all going up together." And he, he says, "You're right. I surrender." I mean, it's a it's a fabulous story, and it's it's totally verified from several sources that you think was fiction. I'm also a uh, video gamer, and uh, Call of Duty Two had this blurb, or I should say, map called the Hill for the Battle for Hill 400, mm-hmm. which gave a little bit little bit of love to it. But basically, what, Bergstein in Germany, what, what's left of it now, do you know? I don't know what's left of it now, but certainly during the battle uh, at that time, the place was virtually destroyed. I mean, uh, the, the, the Rangers had taken Bergstein and were, were living in, or not living, but I mean trying to keep shelter in basements that were burned out and uh, there was a church there that was hit repeatedly of those, I, I believe it still stands. And that's one of the things that was, was uh, interesting about the story is that 
there was no escape, there was no respite because the artillery battles that were going on, even if you weren't face-to-face with your enemy, you had shells landing all over the place, whether you were in a village, whether you were in the forest. Wherever you were, you were trying to take cover for something. And that's why any gains that were made in the Hurricane Forest, and certainly towards the end when the Germans were desperate to defend it, were slow and hard-fought and very, very costly. And as you mentioned before, there, there were some bad decisions were made that cost a lot of lives. Take us back to Camp Forest in the volunteer state and that training and how hard it was. It was hard because, you know, the, the, uh, these, these were volunteers who joined the 2nd Ranger Battalion. They were already really good at what they did in their own units, but they aspired to more. I think that's an important thing about the, the, that comes out of the book, is they wanted to be more than just a typical soldier. They wanted to be special soldiers. I'm not saying super soldier, any science fiction, stuff like that. But they wanted to be really special uh, uh, forces. And so they joined the Rangers to do even better training than they had done before, to learn more, to, to push themselves, to endure more. And certainly that, that proved to be a good thing when they were on D-Day and certainly during Hill 400 because both, both events pushed them to the utter, utter, utter limit of their endurance. And it, it, they had not been super trained beginning from when uh, in Tennessee. They never would have survived. You know, it's funny when you look at... Uh retired a two-star general, James Rudder. You know, sometimes we might think he was a West Point guy, but he was a Texas mm. A&M guy, went back, became president of Texas A&M. I mean, he was, uh, talk about a citizen soldier, huh? It was. I mean, his leadership abilities began because he was a coach at football in high school in <laughs> his small Texas town. And, uh, but he had, you know, he, he worked really hard to improve himself, to get an education, to, to, to get work. He got married, had a couple of kids. He wanted to support his family. And he believed in, in, in discipline and hard work. And he proved that because so he, he led by example. When, when, when he took over the Rangers, and especially when they got into the battlefield situations, he did not lead from behind. He was right there climbing the ropes on D-Day. He was right there. And, and the other battles, he didn't say, you guys go ahead and I'll meet you. He said, follow me. You know, I think about the legacy of the Second Rangers, and um, you know, at Arizona State, they still have PT forty two on their uniforms. Pat Tillman, when killed by friendly mm-hmm. fire, as a Second Rangers. Um, what kind of feedback have you gotten from Ranger vets and and active Rangers right now? Well, you know, we don't know. We haven't really gotten much because the book is actually just being published as we speak. Mm. So we're kind of waiting. I mean, we did give it to a couple of people to sort of like vet it for us, make sure we didn't make any any dumb you know, military term mistakes or, or weaponry mistakes. I mean, I'm sure a couple of things still fall, fall through no matter how hard you try and be careful. But it's just now getting out to the, to the general public, getting out to the military community, and we're looking forward to seeing the kind of feedback that we get. We hope it's favorable, of course, because a big reason for doing this book was, was the, to honor the, the Army Rangers. Great stuff. Once again, uh, Tom Clavin has uh, joined us, and the book he wrote with Bob Drury, called The Last Hill, the epic story of a Ranger Battalion and the battle that defined World War II. Tom, great stuff. Can't wait to read it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Sure, no doubt. And a lot of people might wonder, and uh, I wondered this at one point until I found out, why hills have numbers? Are they just numbered indiscriminately? The number either represents feet or meters. So if you have Hill 82... It's either 82 feet high or 82 meters high. It depends on how you want to go ahead and uh, mark it. It depends what country you're in. But um, 
in World War II in Europe, we used it for meters. So Hill 400, it was because it was 400 meters high there. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We will take a quick break, and we will get on back on Violet. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece.
I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. All right. Thank you for that. And the last time I gave up on a Raider game, like gave up on watching it, which I think is weak, but I admit my weakness was in New York City last year. And uh, funnily enough, I was watching that Raider Kansas City game with Charlie over in his hood, Hell's Kitchen. And I think it was like 45 to nothing at the half. And there were like obnoxious Chiefs fans there, an old lady. And and we just said, you know what? Why don't we just forget it? (laughs) Life's too short. It really is life's too short. I'll never get that two hours back if I keep watching. I got to the beginning of the fourth quarter and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just went Friday to a multiplayer and I hadn't really had a chance to play. I only played for like a half hour and I thought I would much rather be playing online right now. And so I did and I kind of followed it on my phone and I kept looking and then I saw there were like three minutes left and it was still 24 nothing. and I'm like, are they really going to get shut out? But I did not watch one minute of the fourth quarter. And I'm not proud of that because I love that team. But it's sort of like watching a loved one struggle or suffer or be, you know, tortured or abused. You just get to the point where you don't want to see a loved one abused anymore and you're disgusted with them. It's sort of like maybe if your relative, and this is dramatic here, don't mean to take this lightly if this affects you. I really don't. But like if you have some sort of heroin addict in the family and it's like you're doing this to yourself, but I just, I can't look anymore. Doesn't mean I don't love you. doesn't mean I don't care. It just means I can't look at you because you're just making me sick. And there's something, there must be something better to do. Like cutting open an apple, watching it turn brown, watching paint dry or water boil are all better options than watching Josh McDaniel call fake punts from his own 33-yard line in the first quarter. I'm Rick Tittle. We got two more hours. Come on back on Sports Byline. Radio News with Lance Pride. A man exonerated last year in the 1965 slaying of activist Malcolm X and the estate of a second man cleared after his death reached a settlement totaling $36 million with New York City and the state. 84-year-old Muhammad Aziz served almost two decades in prison. Aziz is married and has six children. More than 100 people in Maguindano province have died in one of the most destructive storms to hit the Philippines this year, with dozens more feared missing after villagers fled in the wrong direction and got buried under mudslides. Almost 2 million others were swamped by floods in several provinces. 
Twitter plans to start charging roughly $20 a month for users to keep their blue check marks as part of a premium service that will be rolled out under Elon Musk's ownership. The company plans to raise its optional $4.99 a month premium subscription called Twitter Blue to $19.99 a month. However, that price is subject to change. With the midterm elections just days away, Republicans and Democrats are all hands on deck coming down the final stretch. We had just nine days until the midterm elections. A recent CBS News poll says Republicans are projected to take control of the House. That party is also doing better with voters who say things in the U.S. are out of control. National Republican Senatorial Committee Chair Rick Scott says he thinks Republicans will take at least 52 Senate seats. Unbelievable uh, support on the Republican side. Turnout looks better for the Republicans and Democrats, so I'm very optimistic that we're going to win. We have great candidates. From the Gulf Coast Radio News Bureau, I'm Tony Maruso. Today is October 31st, and it's more than Halloween. Today is Nevada Admissions Day and Girl Scouts Founders Day. Juliet Gordon-Lowe founded the Girl Scouts in 1860. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. Weather conditions are looking good for the highly anticipated launch of SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket. That's a three-core version of the more commonly flown Falcon 9. The launch for the U.S. Space Force is expected at roughly 9.40 a.m. Eastern from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. A Delphi, Indiana man, Richard Allen, has been arrested for the 2017 murders of 8th graders Abby Williams and Libby German. Indiana State Police made the announcement at a news conference on Monday. Best friends 13-year-old Libby and 14-year-old Abby were on a hiking trail in rural Delphi when they were killed. No other details have been released. China on Monday launched the third and final module to complete its permanent space station orbiting Earth. It's been more than a decade-long endeavor to maintain a constant crewed presence in orbit. The already orbiting 23-ton laboratory is designed for science and biology experiments. A Manhattan doctor charged by federal authorities in a massive health fraud scheme mysteriously vanished in an alleged dead-of-night boating accident 25 miles off Long Island's Fire Island. Friends of Dr. Marvin Moy say they are left with unanswered questions about the alleged accident earlier this month. With the World Series knotted up at one game apiece, Game 3 is tonight between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies in the city of brotherly love. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign. Oh, posters for my new pet store. Floor decals for a pharmacy. 
Every day, Staples Associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign, so print it big at Staples. Ends 10-1. Visit staplesconnect.com slash this is your sign for details. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. 800 298 9093 800-298-9093. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon. Fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Somebody said it was like Mike Trout being traded to the Giants. Well, it was yesterday because McCaffrey became the first player since 2005 to have the old hat trick on offense. Catch a touchdown, run for a touchdown, throw for a touchdown. Ladanian Tomlinson did it in 05. David Patton in 01 and Walter Payton Sweetness himself did it in 1979. They were the first guys to do it since the merger. And for the Niners, McCaffrey, 94 yards on 18 carries, caught eight passes for 55 yards, and his second career touchdown pass. McCaffrey is helping uh, John Lynch look very good. Uh, (laughs) And McCaffrey's presence undoubtedly made things easier for Jimmy Garoppolo, who had an exceptional second half. The... Niners shut down the Rams running attack. You know, after being humiliated by Kansas City, the Niners showed a lot in this game. The Super Bowl champs, and yeah, they've kind of owned the Rams outside of the one game that really mattered last year in the playoffs, but they really, I mean, Fred Warner was insane. 12 tackles and a sack. Nick Bosa, sack and three tackles. They held the Rams to just 61 yards. Cooper Cup, after halftime, one catch, seven yards. And then the Rams defense couldn't Shut down uh, the CMC, Commandant Marine Corps. Whenever I hear CMC, I think Commandant Marine Corps. That's just me. Uh, the military buff. But still, um, the Niners showed a lot of resolve coming back and saying, we're, we were humiliated. We're supposed to have the best defense, and we did that. And then the offense looking really good, as I mentioned, with McCaffrey. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little college football here. The Super 16 pollster will bring in John Wagner, longtime 
college football writer. Seth Seitz will be with us and Steve Rivera, two more authors uh, as well. And then in the third hour, somebody from againstthenumber.com is going to drop by as well. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Hour two of Titillating Sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk, yes. Hour two of Titillating Sports. Hey! 
Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. On Mondays, we always like catching up with one of the voters in the Super 16 college football poll. And it is a collaboration between the National Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation. That's the Hall of Fame. You can go to footballfoundation.org to get merch and find out how you can get a vote as well. John Wagner joins us once again. It's great to have him on. Longtime writer for The Blade uh, in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, John, hearing today that Auburn fired uh, Brian Harson, but then again, I look at the new contract the Big Ten just got for over $2.2 billion, and uh, this is this is almost like the NFL when it comes to dollars now, isn't it? And also very much like the NFL in terms of win now, what have you done for me lately? You've had two whole years. What more time do you need? <laughs> you know, there, it is, <laughs> there is no – you better hit the ground running. Long story made short. Well, let's talk about probably the surprise team, and they've been hanging around, hanging around, and now they really can't be denied, and that are th- those are the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, how scared should teams like Georgia be of the Vols? Well, you know, it's funny, Rick. First of all, I have to fully disclose, I was one of those guys who is prove it, prove it again, prove it a third time. You still got to prove it, guys. So... But, yeah, I mean, so far they've proved it at every step along the way. Um, It's interesting. I see that in almost every poll that I have seen, Tennessee moved up to number two last week based on their win over Kentucky, which was very impressive. There's no question about it. I have them still at three because I, I, along with a large number of voters, believe that Georgia is the best team in the country. But the team that I am that I believe people should be scared of is Michigan, as mm-hmm. much if not more than Tennessee. And, and trust me, I know Tennessee fans are going to go crazy. Duly noted. Hear me out before you go nuts. Tennessee is really terrific. I have Tennessee at three. They have beaten all comers. They are really strong offensively. They've done what they need to do defensively. The team that scares me is Michigan because they are so counter to what we're seeing in football these days, college football especially. Uh, Teams that run the score up, throw the ball over the yard, spread you out and beat you with the pass. Michigan just, they run it down your throat, literally, and demand that you stop it. And even if you slow it, you don't necessarily stop it. And they just keep coming. It's like a large boulder running down a hill. It's it's been impossible for anybody to stop. What really pointed that out to me this past weekend was when Penn State played Ohio State. Penn State was set up to stop a team like Ohio State. Obviously, they didn't stop them, but they slowed them very much for three quarters. In the game against Michigan, Penn State never looked like they had an answer for Michigan. And to me, Penn State giving Ohio State a battle before losing was a tribute to Michigan, at least in my eyes. No, it's well said. Alabama, in your poll, I love the transparency, eighth. Nobody has them as low as you. You're you're, uh, 
I don't want to say sour on them. You just like seven teams better. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you. Because the, I, I have said for a long time this year, Rick, that this year especially, you could take the top, certainly the top four teams, pull them out of a hat, and whatever order you got them, I will not argue, I promise. And this is a year where even five, even six, even seven, and now that Alabama's at, I have them in eight, even eight. <laughs> uh, you could pull them out of the hat. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, I, yes, I know you'll be shocked to hear. I've heard from a few Alabama fans. I rate that I have them eight. I think Oregon, one of the surprise teams that I have in front of them, is way different from the team that we saw get shellacked by Georgia. Mm-hmm. Are they doing enough to overcome that brutal of a loss? They probably have not, no. But they are not that team. If that's the only team game you saw them was the Georgia game, you have not seen Oregon this year. And TCU yeah. has mm-hmm. so many impressive wins in a very difficult Big 12 that they, they've got my attention. Trust me when I tell you, I am watching Alabama at eight. So the fact that I have them at eight shouldn't be, I'm, you know, I, I, your word sour was interesting. I, I'm, they're not going backwards unless they lose. They, I have their, they have my attention. They have the chance to move forward. Yeah, I'm sure Auburn wishes they had Bo Nix uh, right now instead of letting him go. But you mentioned Oregon. You also have USC, UCLA. We know those schools are leaving in a couple of years but or sooner. But you also have Utah. A quarter of your 16 is Pac-12. And this was a conference that was supposed to be dying. So maybe a little bit of a renaissance here? Uh, I Very much so. And I very early in the year, I was extremely bullish on USC. Uh, offensively, it's either they or Ohio state are the best offense in the country, at least to my eyes. Uh, you know, there are other teams that could make uh, uh, a case for being there with them. Tennessee is one that springs to mind, but USC very much has had my attention for a long time. Uh, Utah beating USC head to head was very impressive. UCLA when DTR is playing like he did earlier in the year, and not turning the ball over and making good decisions, they are a force to reckon with. And my understanding is that I've seen him in recent weeks. He looks hurt. He doesn't look 100%. Maybe I probably shouldn't say hurt. Let's say he doesn't look 100%. And that, that has them down a little bit. But, yeah, that, that league has my attention. Last question for you. When it's only 16 teams, obviously, there's gonna, everybody's good. You can't stretch it out to a, a 25 where there might be tinges of mediocrity. So who was 17th? Was it K-State? Was it OK State? Who almost made it? It was Kansas State. I mean, the way that they manhandled Oklahoma State was extremely impressive. And I... I get it was on their home field. I get that Oklahoma State wasn't 100%, but 48 to nothing speaks volumes. That's a shellacking. So K-State was that, that outside-looking-in team. And it's kind of interesting, Rick, that 
16 is like the perfect number because whenever I look at top 25s out of the 16, I loss, loss, loss. I mean, mm-hmm. I looked at the top 25 past the 16. Three of the teams that were in that top 25 but not in the top 16 lost last week. So it, 16, I, I got to admit, I really like it. it. It gives you a much more of a these are the best teams as opposed to these are teams just sneaking into national prominence. And that's why he's a voter with the Super 16 poll. John Wagner, longtime Toledo Blade writer. Remember, it is a collaboration of the Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation. Go to footballfoundation.org for merch and to see how you can obtain a vote as well. John, always great talking football with you. Thank you, my friend. Rick, it was a pleasure. You and your listeners have a great week. Thank you so much. We'll take a quick break. We'll come on back with Set Sights. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 
Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Whatever works. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show British author Seth Seitz. He has a book called Born to be Weird, Demented Fantasy and Bizarro Horror. And uh, Seth, I would imagine Halloween, this is your time of year, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I've uh, enjoyed dressing up since I was a child, and it never seems to stop me as an adult. So get the good excuse, get out the fake blood. Now, I'd imagine, as you say over there, set sights. That's not your Christian name, is it? No, I was going to say, it's not It's not my Christian name. It, um, set is a nickname that a lot of people call me, and then set sights became a band name and Elias like that, and then from that it became an author name. So where in uh, England did you grow up? I grew up in the far north of England, a place called Carlisle, which mm-hmm. most people sure. in England still don't seem to have heard of. It's um, near Hadrian's Wall. It's a little bit south of Hadrian's Wall. Mm-hmm. Carlisle United, did you ever go see any of the football matches? I'm afraid not. Uh, from what I understand, they were a quite bad team. hope I don't offend <laughs> any Carlisle United fans <laughs> saying that. <laughs> So just uh, right on the other side of the wall from those uh, picks and those matriarchal blue faces, huh? Oh, I've no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, so I've, 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 never, I've never been that much uh, of a football fan, I'm afraid to say. All right. Well, let's talk about your, uh, your book. This is not your first foray into uh, authordom. Tell us a little bit about this because it says absurdist comedy horror short stories. Is there a bar between not absurd enough and too absurd in your mind? Um, I think it depends on the audience you're going for, what you write. Like Bizarro as a genre is always trying to be kind of as weird as possible and maybe a little bit transgressive and defying genre norms. I wouldn't say a lot of the stories in the in the book are Bizarro as I'd think about it. I think 
a lot of them are some kind of grounding. I think, in my opinion, you can maybe sometimes be too weird because then you may completely lose the reader if you're just being incredibly bizarre. Um, so we're always trying to work to a concept of each story. And uh, for you, your favorites uh, in this, I'm sure there's one or two that really stick out. Yeah, there's a couple of favorites. Um, one is called The School of Necromancy. Because um, when I was back writing more edgier, darkier stuff, I remember my mom always telling me, why can't you write something like Harry Potter? So I decided, so I, I kind of came up with Harry Potter and I mixed it with uh, Lovecraft and Frankenstein and various horrors and put it sort of underground. And that's where that story came from, a kind of gothic science mad story, because that's how my brain works, um, full of zombies and, and strange ghouls. And uh, my other top favourite is called Ketsa Cthulhu, which um, I don't know how familiar any listeners are with Lovecraftian horror. Maybe the word Cthulhu might have come up, a kind of tentacled monstrous entity that's in many games and films and, and shows. And I kind of thought about the idea of putting that, taking him away from his usual New England setting and putting it at the height of the Aztec Empire because I love Mesoamerican mythology. And I thought, how about you have this giant monster coming up in the height of that empire? So there's my two favorites, um, large part just because of the settings of them. Knowing your uh, <clears throat> penchant, as you say, for Mesoamerican um, culture, were you afraid of the Mayan clock a few years ago? <laughs> no, I was never. I was, I was probably quite young then to really be thinking too much about it but i don't think i'd ever take these particular doomsday things that seriously although it was <laughs> an entertaining prospect <laughs> you wrote a book a few years ago called how not to kill yourself a survival guide for imaginative pessimists and this wasn't just tongue-in-cheek this was part of therapy am i right kind of it was it was quite cathartic writing it when when i wrote it though i wasn't really intending to have it to, to really display it to anybody else, I kind of wrote it. Um, and unlike the other stuff I was writing out, which I was sending to agents and publishers without much feedback, I just put, put this out on the internet and then forgot all about it. And that was the one thing um, I got picked up on, that people came to me and my publishers then ended up publishing it. But that was originally written, so obviously me working things throughout my head, what advice worked for me um, in terms of a sort of fight against depression. And then it turned out uh, a lot of people sort of liked what I was trying to say. And it kind of took off from there, which is very exciting. So um, are you getting a name for yourself, like maybe the new Wes Craven or such? <laughs> oh, I don't think I could compete with Wes Craven. In fact, to be honest, it sounds odd to say for someone who writes a lot of horror stories, but the way I grew up, I was terrified of horror. It's only... As a, I mean, I had to sleep the lights on if I watched a horror film by accident. Now um, I'm more desensitized, but I would still say horror wasn't my favorite genre. I like it when I pair it with other things like horror fantasy, comedy horror, sci-fi horror, but straight horror like um, serial killer stuff has never been particularly my bag. What was your theater growing up like in, in Cumbria? What was the place to go to? Oh, there was no place. Oh, no. I mean, I'm sure... <laughs> Cumbrians will correct me strongly in this, but mm -hmm. really, in my opinion, there was very little to offer of anywhere. I can't think of any big venues. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of any. To, it, 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 to me, in my head, it was a little bit of a wasteland, which I'm, is probably terrible for 
One of the oldest cities in England, 2,000-year-old city, <laughs> Wasteland. It is, it is very old. I mean, it's a nice <laughs> castle, but there wasn't much for certainly a, a teenager growing up to do. There wasn't that much going on, to be honest. All right, so let's also talk about the public restroom that turns a little yeah. bit sinister. So I was I was confused to find that that was people's favorite from before. all the things that I thought, oh, I really like the story, and that people wouldn't comment on it. And that was the story that I thought people would be most disturbed by, most find most objectionable. Uh, but apparently they kind of very much enjoyed that one the most. That was the idea. I don't know how I got it in my head. It's probably from some dream or nightmare of the idea of, um, I know I know where it's from. There's, there was a short called The ABCs of Death. I think it's Tears for Toilet, which which is a, a claymation short on YouTube of someone dying through their toilet. And that set off my brain. Eventually, I came up with the idea of a man being swallowed by a public toilet. It's never the nicest places anyway, let alone a place to die. <laughs> and he kind of swallows down and ends up inside this this world of, of the toilets. <laughs> so in that sense... It's probably the most bizarre of the stories because it's very little grounding to something like that, but it was very entertaining for me to write, if a little bit gross. Could you see it maybe on Netflix, The Evil Lou, something like that? <laughs> I'd love to watch something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Your um, little blurb about being born in the Mistian, or, or Misty Arthurian woods raised by bears, did you pen that or is somebody calling you that? I did pen that, yes. All mm. a word of it, true, every word, of course. I was indeed raised by bears. Arthurian Woods, did you see yourself as a Lancelot or a Galahad? Uh, not so much. I put that as very, as very much a Britishism, but mm -hmm. in all honesty, I've, I think I've been so overexposed to sort of British mythology over the years that I, it, as an adult, I kind of gravitated away from it. So I'm interested in stuff like Best American uh, mythology and frontier American mythology and Caribbean mythology, these are now far more of interest to me than kind of like knights and castles because, I mean, to see castles and, and Roman and Vikings, all I really have to do is step outside my front door. So that kind of has become to bore me now and I look to, to all these other cultures and countries for my interest now. And do you sort of live this when you're not writing? Because I found a picture when I was tweeting out you'd be on the show. It looked like you're you're wearing kind of a throwback, maybe a Victorian outfit in the ruins of an old abbey. <laughs> so, yeah, so like I said before, my, my instinct to sort of dress up has stayed with me throughout my entire adult life and cultivated all sorts of... Uh, I've got a, mi a mix of fashion. I mean, when I go out just for a normal daytime, I'm not dressed up in some strange Victorian fashion. Probably about 10% that. But... Yeah, so I say, um, in terms of how I look, I, I don't exactly go about living my life in a state of horror or, or sailing on pirate ships or anything like that, which I'd love to do that. Um, in t although I do frequently scare myself with my own imagination, uh, all the things out to get me in my house, which is the curse of an overactive imagination. <laughs> we got less than a minute. Last question for you. What about screenplays putting this onto uh, the big screens? I would absolutely love to that. Probably nothing can make me happier than, than any of the stories I write make it. Because when I write, I do, I'm always thinking cinematically. I'm always picturing it in my head, even so much as visualizing soundtrack or imagining soundtracks to it, coming with playlists. I would absolutely love to come up with anything or have someone else adapt my work. 
There he is, Set Sites, S-Y-T-E-S, highly talented young man. The book is called Born to be Weird, Demented Fantasy and Bizarro Horror, which is from Microcosm Publishing. Set, thanks for being on, and congratulations. Let's catch up down the road. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. No doubt about it. And uh, yeah, um, when you can put out that much, I mean, just think about all these streaming services. They need content. If you're listening, there's your guy right there. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a break. We'll come on back with Steve Rivera on the other side. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. 800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. You can't get much for five bucks these days, unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT, plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink, all for just five bucks. 
That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price and participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. You know, exactly. over time, you know, the more and more you do something, Practice the better you get at it. Just like, you know, you anything. didn't become this excellent at radio overnight. You Thank know, you. you know exactly when to say we got one minute left. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Because I'm so good looking. Yeah, right? <laughs> Practice makes perfect. must be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. Well, that is uh, some elaborate stuff there. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you. Coast to Kev's border to border and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show author Steve Rivera. He has a new book called Lessons from Loot. Of course, Loot Olson, the great program he set up at the University of Arizona in uh, Tucson. Steve, welcome to the show. What was the uh, the genesis behind this project? Good morning, guys. Good to, good to be with you. Uh, uh, genesis, well, I covered the, the man for 17 years while he was the coach at U of A, and then and after that, when he retired, I spent a lot of time with him uh, doing a lot of other things. But uh, one of the things that he passed, what, two years ago, almost uh, a little over two years ago now, uh, he, was a, he was a great coach, a Hall of Fame coach, uh, not enough had been written about him, I thought, here in the Southwest, in the West, and probably nationally. And I figured, let's talk to at least 25 guys that played for him, worked with him, and get their experiences and, and what they learned from him because he was a lot about teaching. Uh, he loved to coach. If he could do that all his life, he would have done that all his life anywhere in the world. Um, so uh, I talked to at least 25 people, and they became 25 chapters. You know, when I think about Lute Olson, the first thing that pops into my head actually is uh, Steve Kerr. And we're the same age, and I've, you know, I don't know him personally. I've talked to Steve Kerr a, a lot since he's been the um, the basketball coach of the Warriors, just at you know press conferences and things. But the story about when he was a freshman and his father was murdered, yeah, mm-hmm. in uh, Palestine, and that uh, Lute Olson, you know, they always say the coach is like my father. They'll say that about guys like Bobby Bowden or whatever in football. But sure. how much did Lute? really have to to work extra hard to, to keep Steve on the uh, straight and narrow there. Yeah, no question. Uh, in fact, uh, Steve, when this all occurred, uh, the family, the Olsen family, brought him in for, for a weekend because obviously he had no family here, and Steve didn't go to uh, where he needed to go with the family there. He wanted to stay here. So he was uh, brought in by the family. Bobby and Luke brought him in and became kind of almost a, another son. Uh, to them, and, and obviously he's Tucson's favorite son, him and Sean Elliott, when it comes to basketball. Uh, but they brought he brought him in, uh, made you know became one of the kids, and stayed there for a while. And uh, the rest is kind of history with that because um, throughout the years, I mean, if you don't know who Steve Kerr is and how he's tied to U of A, uh, you, you're probably not a fan. And also, I think about the recruiting power because. I mean, nothing against Tucson. It, it's not going to sparkle you like L.A. will or Miami will. You know, it's you look at the Biodome and, and Speedway Avenue and you're like, well, what's going on here? And you're like, look, it's the program here. It's this university. It's yeah. going to it's going to put you. What, what was that like on the recruiting trail for him? 
Yeah, <laughs> good point. You must have been you must have been in Tucson a time or two. Uh, yes. Well, the camping the camping the camping was pretty nice. And let me tell you, today's about seventy seven degrees, and it'll be seventy seven till you know till dusk. So it's a nice place to come and live. Uh, mm-hmm. But but if you've seen Loot, you've seen him around. Uh, back in the day, he was about six foot four. He's got that presence with that white hair, that regal and towering presence. Where he had, uh, you know, he just walked into a room and you knew who it was. It was Loot, and uh, he'd get these guys. Not you know, he wasn't going after all these five star guys, four star guys. He'd bring him in to fit the program, and then coach him up, and and teach him how to play basketball together as a, as a team and individually, and. Uh, the rest of his history, come on, he went and got the Gilbert Arenas. Uh, Richard Jefferson was here, Mike Bibby from Phoenix. Uh, he just had this way about him, and it took two, three years to start the program. You have to remember that they were, they were horrible. They were like 4-27 and 27 the first year he got the second, The first, the year before he got here, they were horrible. Worst team in the league. And four years later, they were in the, in the uh, tournament, the Final Four. Just as an aside, how hard was that community hit by the whole DeAndre Ayton and scandal and all that? Uh, I, I don't know. They were more disappointed, um, and, and actually more disappointed with ESPN because they had they said they handled the the story incorrectly. I'm talking about the fans now. The fans just uh, ripped into ESPN. Still to this day, are are asking for an apology. Um, so there's that, and that'll never happen. But it, it was hit hard. Um, emotionally, because something like that hadn't really happened here in Tucson, especially against the, the big program that it's turned into. You know, I remember a couple of years ago, I was interviewing Jay Billis, and I said, I asked him, how yeah. much do you still hear Coach K in your head? And he said, every day. So when you talk to, like, you know, some of yeah. these guys like, uh, you know, Tom Tolbert or Sean Elliott, Richard Jefferson, is it kind of the same thing for them? Without question, without question, and you know, Tom, 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 and Sean had this crazy relationship. You know, this antagonistic but fun. You know, Luke was always on Tom. You know, he didn't play defense. He thought about Tom. He was selfish, but Tom was Tom. You know, we, if you knew Tom, he, he was Tom. Um, uh, but yes, all the time. Uh, when I talked to the guys, it was a year later. Most of them a year later. And Harvey Mason, and everybody should know who Harvey Mason is now. He's a big uh, music guy. Um, he was, he still cried and he was talking about, and he was talking about Luke and crying during the interview or, or welled up. And it's, um, that's how much of an impact uh, Luke had on, and most of the guys, Damon, uh, Damon, Sean Elliott, these guys who loved the man to death. A couple more questions for Steve Rivera, the new book lessons from Luke. You know, for a while there, as you know, they were point guard you. You bring up Stoudemire yeah. and, and, and Bibby and Terry, and people forget Steve Kerr was one as well. But maybe the most talented of all, because the guy ended up playing in the World Series, is Kenny Lofton, huh? Yeah, right. Right. You remember that Tony Clark played here, too, for a cup of coffee that first year. Kenny Lofton, well, that was like the 1985, 86, 87 time, 88 uh, Kenny was here. He was a backup to Steve Kerr. Uh, Matt, Matt Milbutt was on the team. Uh, all these guys. Don't forget about Khalid Reeves, uh, who was fantastic in 94 with Damon. Um, so it, it kind of had that legacy of, of when Luke changed from all bigs to small and went uh, small ball went fast. But Kenny was one of those guys, too. Uh, talented guys. Brian Williams, a big dude who could run the court. Uh, so he has some names that played here but went on to great things in the NBA. And obviously, Kenny played in the major leagues uh, baseball. When uh, it started all going downhill, he had that, what was the guy, Roseboro, the one that was there for like 30 years and 
and he fired him. And then they thought maybe that Lute Olson had some health issues, but then it said, no, he's getting divorced. It all seemed like he had a really bad year there. Yeah, well, Rosborough was his guy. Uh, he played for him at, in Iowa. He, well, he didn't play for him. He was with him at Iowa as an assistant, and then he left to go get a head coach in Northern Iowa, then came back uh, in the late uh, 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and he was with him until the mid-2000s, uh, mid uh, like you said. And it was just a bad time. Uh, he was in the middle of a divorce. Kevin O'Neill came in, um, and Kevin O'Neill was here for a year, got him to the tournament, Luke came back, uh, and then that's when everything kind of happened with his health. Was it a, was it depression too? Not just like oh, I'm sh I'm sure he had a stroke. He had had a stroke during that mm -hmm. time. Uh, shortly after when he retired, he had another one, and, and and that was maybe two, three, four years ago. What was I mean? I would imagine the McHale Center was he basically got the McHale Center built, right? It, well, he it, it was built in in '73. He came in '83, but uh, and it was pretty good under Snowden in the mid seventies, uh, got to the tournament, lost to UCLA in the elite eight. But, uh, if there's a guy who made this place rock, it was loot with the crowds of 15,000 people in the stands. If you put together a top five all time coaches, obviously you're going to go John Wooden one, but after that you can go coach K Bobby Knight, uh, Dean Smith, Lute Olson. He's definitely top five. So where do you put him? Well, well, um, it's definitely top five, top seven, maybe five. You you came up with all the best ones. Um, there's some new ones coming up. Uh, he had the one title, the the four or five final fours. So you know this this place is still living off that that uh, legacy that he built. Sean tried to continue it. Uh, it looks like Tommy Lloyd will continue it as well with the same style. You know he's he's doing the same things Luke's doing. He's letting them play, letting them run, and giving them some leeway to make their own mistakes. You know, still raining them in, but uh, they're having fun playing basketball. You know, it's funny. I remember when uh, I saw a Bobby Knight interview, and, and his coaching idol was Claire B. And I remember as a kid, my dad had an old Claire B basketball book. A lot of people have no idea who that guy was. I mean, he was a coach right. in Long Island. Um, yeah. But uh, who were some of the influences that Lute had? Was B one of them? Uh, I don't think so. That name didn't come up much, but obviously him and John Wooden were very, very close. In fact, John Wooden came out here, uh, I want to say 15 years ago. In my first book, I spent some time talking to John Wooden when he won the title in 97. Uh, in 97, when Luke won the title, he was gracious enough to spend some time with me. Um, so Wooden, uh, there's, and I don't remember the name because it escaped me, but the Cal coach was the coach from back Pete, in the day. Pete Newell. Pete Newell, who gave the Hall of Fame speech. For loot at uh, in 2001, I think it was. So Pete Newell played a, a, a big part. Um, Mike Montgomery and him, who's in the book, uh, they were good friends. People like that, but mostly West Coast people. Mm -hmm. One more question for you. Um, you knew the man. You covered him. What's one of your favorite anecdotes personally between the two of you? <laughs> well, this is a funny story. So, so I was writing my third book, I think it was, could have been my second one, and he was about 63 at the time, this is 25 years ago, whatever it was, and I'm 30 years younger than him, and he, and he never had time, like during the real work day time, and I, he says, Steve, you know, in that voice, Steve, if you want to meet with me for the book, you got to come and walk with me at 6 in the morning, and already I'm, I'm dating it, 
because I'm not going to get up at 6 in the morning. But I had to. <laughs> so he lives up in the hills in, in a nice area in the mountains, kind of up and down, up and down. So I said, okay, no biggie. So you know, I did take 15 minutes. Well, he took me on an hour trail run uh, uh, up where he lives, and he did this daily. And I was dead. I was dead. We, we, I saw his house on the way back, coming back, and says, great, we're almost done. He walked by the house, and I'm thinking, we can't do this. I can't go any further. So we went back, and we did the, the – it must have been like four or five miles. And I'm an out-of-shape sports guy. Uh, so we went to the house. Uh, I sat down by the pool. Bobby brought me, you know, orange juice. Hello, how are you, blah, blah. We talked a little bit more. I left. The next day, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so tired and sore. So that's kind of my story, and I've written that story a few times. Here was this 60, mid-60-year-old guy kicking the crap out of this 37-year-old on a walk. <laughs> Good stuff. The book from Triumph Books, uh, and it's a brand new called Lessons from Loot, Reflections on Legendary Arizona Basketball Coach Loot Olson. Not just Wildcat fans, but uh, college basketball fans. Pick this up from our guest Steve Rivera with a forward by Luke Walton. Steve, congratulations on the book, and thanks for coming by today. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on Sports Byline. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call you'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332.
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086-800-918-4086-800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. You're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. I'm 33% sure Rick Tittle is the father of my child, but I'm 100% sure Rick Tittle is a jackass. It's kind of <clears throat> hurts my feelings. For those of you who didn't know, Michigan and Michigan State, which Michigan won 29-7 to in Ann Arbor, and there was a little bit of a fracas in the tunnel. It basically looked like one Michigan player, kind of a really small guy, getting beat down on the ground, four Michigan State players with their helmets on still kind of kicking and pushing him. Michigan State, Mel Tucker, head football coach, says this, quote, Michigan State University football core values include integrity, discipline, unselfishness, toughness, and accountability. After reviewing the disturbing electronic evidence collected to date, of the altercations between Michigan State and University of Michigan student-athletes on October 9th, 2022, we are suspending Tank Brown, Kari Crump, Angelo Gross, and Zion Young effective immediately. We are currently working with law enforcement, Michigan State and Michigan campus leadership, and the Big Ten Conference to further evaluate the events in Ann Arbor, including but not limited to additional student-athlete participation in the altercations and contributing factors. The initial student-athlete suspensions will remain in place until the investigations are completed. And he concludes, the health and safety of our student-athletes, coaches, personnel, and the Spartan community remember our number one priority. You have my promise that we are committed to fairness, transparency, and accountability, and we will continue to take appropriate action in this matter. Our core values and the responsibility that comes with wearing a state green and white jersey must never be compromised. Thank you to our athletics department and football staff, alumni partners, the conference, and fans for your continued collaboration and support as we move forward together. Because Jim Harbaugh, after the game, said two of our players were assaulted. I saw the one video. It's 10 on one. Pretty bad. I'm going to let our athletic director, Ward Manuel, address it with the authorities. Yeah. So, and you can see the footage. It's uh, it's not fun to watch. All right. But those guys have been suspended as they, at the very minimum, deserve. 
We still have uh, another hour to go. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Radio News with Lance Pride. A man exonerated last year in the 1965 slaying of activist Malcolm X and the estate of a second man cleared after his death reached a settlement totaling $36 million with New York City and the state. 84-year-old Muhammad Aziz served almost two decades in prison. Aziz is married and has six children. More than 100 people in Maguindano province have died in one of the most destructive storms to hit the Philippines this year, with dozens more feared missing after villagers fled in the wrong direction and got buried under mudslides. Almost 2 million others were swamped by floods in several provinces. Twitter plans to start charging roughly $20 a month for users to keep their blue check marks as part of a premium service that will be rolled out under Elon Musk's ownership. The company plans to raise its optional $4.99 a month premium subscription called Twitter Blue to $19.99 a month. However, that price is subject to change. With the midterm elections just days away, Republicans and Democrats are all hands on deck coming down the final stretch. We had just nine days until the midterm elections. A recent CBS News poll says Republicans are projected to take control of the House. That party is also doing better with voters who say things in the U.S. are out of control. National Republican Senatorial Committee Chair Rick Scott says he thinks Republicans will take at least 52 Senate seats. Unbelievable uh, support on the Republican side. Turnout looks better for the Republicans and Democrats, so I'm very optimistic that we're going to win. We have great candidates. From the Gulf Coast Radio News Bureau, I'm Tony Maruso. Today is October 31st, and it's more than Halloween. Today is Nevada Admissions Day and Girl Scouts Founders Day. Juliet Gordon-Lowe founded the Girl Scouts in 1860. USA Radio News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-478-7733. 800-478-7733. Weather conditions are looking good for the highly anticipated launch of SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket. That's a three-core version of the more commonly flown Falcon 9. The launch for the U.S. Space Force is expected at roughly 9.40 a.m. Eastern from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. A Delphi, Indiana man, Richard Allen, has been arrested for the 2017 murders of 8th graders Abby Williams and Libby German. 
Indiana State Police made the announcement at a news conference on Monday. Best friends 13-year-old Libby and 14-year-old Abby were on a hiking trail in rural Delphi when they were killed. No other details have been released. China on Monday launched the third and final module to complete its permanent space station orbiting Earth. It's been more than a decade-long endeavor to maintain a constant crewed presence in orbit. The already orbiting 23-ton laboratory is designed for science and biology experiments. A Manhattan doctor charged by federal authorities in a massive health fraud scheme mysteriously vanished in an alleged dead-of-night boating accident 25 miles off Long Island's Fire Island. Friends of Dr. Marvin Moy say they are left with unanswered questions about the alleged accident earlier this month. With the World Series knotted up at one game apiece, Game 3 is tonight between the Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies in the city of brotherly love. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. If you have a small business, Staples has your sign. Banners for my bakery? Staples has your sign. Oh, posters for my new pet store. Floor decals for a pharmacy. Every day, Staples Associates help every kind of small business create bold signs to make big impressions. And now get $10 off custom signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. This is your sign. So print it big at Staples. Ends 10-1. Visit staplesconnect.com slash this is your sign for details. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. You might say you got a little different topics. Yeah, we did a book about Bo Jackson and then World War II, and then we talked college football, and then we did horror stories, and then we did Lute Olson. You never know which way this show is going to go. You never... <laughs> You never really know which way, but um, uh, if you do have a uh, little Halloween story you want to throw in here in the next hour, after we talk to J.D. Sharp, we will have open lines. I still need to recap 
the NFL weekend, even though it's not a very nice place for me to visit, let's face it, because of my, my team is uh, such a horrendous joke. And uh, it shouldn't be. You know, it's a team that had 12, uh, 10 wins last year, and it's all, well, it's all just very, very depressing and shameful and, and everything else. But, you know, those are the breaks. If you say, well, you know, we only had this many whatever, this or that, losses, this many points. doesn't matter. <clears throat> if you lose, then you, wait for it, you lose. We also have the World Series going back to Philadelphia tonight, and it's going to be Lance McCullers Jr. against Noah Syndergaard. There he is, Mets fans. Thor is in the World Series, and um, he's had a pretty good postseason so far with an ERA almost at one and a half. McCullers is no slouch, too. Former first-round pick as well. But, um, yeah, there's going to be 50,000 fans in that building, and it's going to be insane. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to get in. 1-800-878-7529. Get you heard. Get you uh, in. Uh, Also, TuneIn app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app, and CRN Digital Plus 2, the cable radio network channel 2 and your cable provider. There's always a big shout-out to our brave men and women listening on American Forces Radio Network. I say that. Twitter is at Rick Tittle. We got another hour. Come on back. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation. Billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-725-1651. 800-725-1651. That's 800-725-1651. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. 
At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Coming up next, Rick Tittle. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And as you know, or maybe you don't if you're new to the show, and if you are new, the hell you been, girl. Uh, at 11.12, we check in with one of the sports uh, prognosticators over at againstthenumber.com. Dot com? Yes, and dot com. And they are, quote, a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, being the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist specific packages. Their prices are reasonable. Their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. J.D. Sharp is with us, and we'll talk NFL. But first, one baseball question, J.D., and that is the Fall Classic goes to Philly tonight, locked up at one apiece. Syndergaard versus McCullers. How do you see it? I like the Phillies' first five full game. Actually, I think this game goes under. Uh, Syndergaard's a really, really talented pitcher. And when he's on, he's really on. And he's very comfortable. He's a little temperamental, though. I think there's specific things that affect his, his ability to pitch. And he's, he's really comfortable uh, in Philadelphia. And I, I don't see the, the Astros having the, the, you know, the type of explosion like, like they have the last, the last couple of games. Uh, I, I, like, I like Syndergaard. I like the Phillies' first five and full game money line here. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually covered the run line and won this game by two or three runs, Rick. Yeah, the Phillies are 5-0 and at home in the postseason for people who uh, care about such things. All right, let's get to the NFL. First of all, <laughs> we know that you have a ridiculous record. You're batting like 800. How are you today? Okay, so I was at the pumpkin patch all weekend with my daughter. <laughs> and I I pushed my first game. I know, I know I pushed, so I didn't have my cell phone. It was, it was dead for about four hours. And I, you know, how the game starts, it goes, you know, starts at like twelve, and then it's three thirty. So that was just wrong. So I I got my my first plane. I had the Lions, and I bought it up to four from three and a half, which actually ended up pushing. I would have taken the Panthers, but you know, didn't get in whatever. And then I had the Seahawks minus three. I gave it to my clients. But I gave it late. I wasn't able to publish it, so I really can't count it towards my record. So it was my play, but I really can't count it towards my record, which you know, which isn't awesome. And then I was going to take the Bills minus ten and a half, and I didn't take that, so that was good because I only won by ten. So my record now is thirty and nine, 
Um, and tonight, I like the Browns to win outright. I think that Joe Burrow's going to have some problems without Jamar Chase. That's a very big loss. But the Bengals cannot run the ball. The Browns' defense has actually been pretty decent against the run. Um, they've got this cornerback named Martin Emerson. You know, Denzel Ward's been out for the last couple of weeks. Martin Emerson is a rookie out of Mississippi State. He's about 6'2", 210 pounds. He's a pretty big guy, but he's pretty quick. He actually has a sack and seven pass breakups and 26 tackles on the year. He's kind of a well, not, not really a, a well-known corner, but he should be very soon. And so I think that Burrow's going to have some problems with the Browns' defense this year. They are missing Jacob Phillips and Anthony Walker, but again, the, they, they don't really use the middle of the field that much. They more use the, you know, toward the sidelines with Jamar Chase. Hurst is okay at tight end, but Mixon just isn't used that much. They don't have a great offensive line. So I think that Clowney and Garrett are going to give Burrow problems today, and I don't think that the Bengals can stop the run. I think Nick Chubb and Hunter are going to have a pretty big game. They are missing David Joku. So I would be looking at under 45 as well, but I feel pretty confident that the Browns are going to win this game, and I'm going to take them plus three for probably two or three units. Wow, that is bold considering this is their first four-game losing streak under Stefanski, but there he is. Um, let's talk about my Raiders for a second because, you know, I was vehemently, <laughs> vehemently against the Josh McDaniels hire. I thought he was a clown in Denver. He flew the Broncos into London on a Friday. Uh, I didn't like the fact that he took the Colts job and changed his mind. I just didn't like the guy. Now, if you said, you know, there were members of the jury arrogant. that were still right. out, because uh, on yeah. him, because their four losses were all six points or less. And you could say they're just unlucky, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, fake punt in the first quarter on your own 33, not even able to scratch out a field goal against a crappy New Orleans team. W- what do you do now if you're the Raiders' brain? I hate to say brain with Mark Davis, but brain trust. Well, I have to see Darren Waller healthy. You know, we haven't seen that. Last week, you had, you know, I mean, you had Adams and Renfro didn't do much, pretty much the entire game. They, they just looked awful. And that was without Marshall Lattimore, which is strange. And Kamara just played exceptionally well. And that's not surprising because the Raiders don't have a ton of talent at linebacker, obviously. Um, I have to, again, I have to see it with Waller. If, if Waller comes back and the offense is still having major problems, then yeah, I think that you need to seriously have a conversation about that. But it's just, it's really unfortunate because I think that with Waller and with Jacobs having the year that he's having and, and being you know, in a contract season and then having the offense that they have with Adam Renfro, you aren't getting, you aren't getting what the Raiders are capable of, really what they paid for. And so I don't like to say that, you know, I don't want to give McDaniels that, that much benefit of a doubt, but I, we really haven't been able to see their offense fully healthy until that happens. I'm not sure that I can that I can make a definitive statement either way, but but I will tell you this: um, the Saints have looked really bad against multiple opponents. Yeah, they had. I think they had Paulson had a ball back, but and uh, Bradley Rogue back, but they didn't have Lattimore. I don't think they still have Marcus Williams. Um, the Raiders should have been able to play offense a lot better than they did because the Saints have have been thrown against by pretty much everyone they face. Uh, they they just haven't looked good all year. So. Um, I do need to see more from the Raiders, obviously. But again, it, without Darren Waller actually being there in the offense, I, I can't. I can't say that it's time to, to fire Josh McDaniels. Just not yet. Maybe again in a couple of weeks, if he comes back next week and doesn't play well the week after that, then yeah, and they lose both those games, and absolutely, then I think he's out the door. But uh, I'm, I'm optimistic still because I think that Waller is that good, and they just haven't had him. 
they're just not a prepared, well-coached team in my mind. Let, let's one more question. You know, the NFL trade deadline is usually a snoozer. It might be Trent Richardson from Cleveland to Indianapolis, and that's it. But we've seen some huge activity oh. lately, um, especially yeah. McCaffrey with his hat trick yesterday. And so now as we're getting near the deadline, we're hearing names Brandon Cooks, Kareem Hunt, Jerry Judy, even Alvin Kamara, uh, these names popping up. What are you hearing? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Kamara on the Bills. Well, how 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 cool would that be? That would be <laughs> that would be unbelievable. Something like that um, could happen. But I think the Packers have to trade. I mean, obviously, what are they three and five now, or is it two and six? The, the record isn't very good. I think they have to get a wide receiver because again, they they haven't drafted a first round wide receiver. Even Devontae Adams, he wasn't a first round pick. But yeah, I think I think you could see some receivers that are that are being moved around. And I think the Bills do need to pick up a running back, whether it's goal linebacker or a guy like a like a Kamara. But outside of that, um, I don't think it's going to be too active. You know, uh, maybe. Well, you know, Jimmy G's played really well for the Niners. The Cowboys are looking great. They were they won what forty nine twenty nine. So yeah, I think that probably probably the, the biggest need right now would be the Bills picking up a. Um, picking up a running back, and then maybe the Buccaneers. If the Buccaneers could pick up a tight end, that would be really helpful too. Because Brady, for some reason, again he's playing pretty well. He didn't. I mean, he was 26 26 of 44 with 325 and a touchdown in his last game. He, he just doesn't have that tight end to throw to. Because again, you know, Cameron Brate's been hurt. He's not exactly a, a world beater at tight end, but he's, he's serviceable. And for some reason, Max, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they haven't been able to hit the end zone. And then Scotty Miller's not playing very well. Um, Julio Jones hasn't played much. So, yeah, I guess I would, to add to that equation, I would say that the Buccaneers need to trade for a tight end if it's not too late to do so. Real quick, who's worse, the Texans or the Lions? Texans by a lot. Although I will, you know, and that, and, and it disgusts me to say that because I really like the Lions' offense. I, like mm. off, I love their offensive line. They're huge. They don't give up a lot of sacks. Um I like Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm a big fan of Hawkinson. I like Swift. Adam, uh, Jamal Williams is a good goal line guy. So I like that offense a lot, but defensively they're just porous. I mean, Tool was 28 of 35 for 375 yards and four touchdowns, I think. Now, granted, you know you have, you have Tyreek Hill and you've got Jalen Waddle, but they drafted Jeff Okuda three years ago, number, number four overall and number three overall, so he should be having a much better year than he is. They're always injured. Uh, they had Brockers and their backup that were hurt at D-line. They just, they just can't play defense. The Texans play a little bit of defense, not a lot really either. Uh, but I, I, I guess I would take the Lions in a, in a grudge match with them. But it, it's just disappointing because I like Dan Campbell as a coach, but that team just cannot guard anybody. There he is, J.D. Sharp. Go to againstthenumber.com, not just for his insights, but all his uh, friends over there as well in all the sports. J.D., always great, man. Enjoy the World Series tonight. We'll talk soon. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with deals like our Silver Unlimited plan for just $45 a month and no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $249, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Back to Fat Boy really hurts my feelings. It really does. Coming up in the next segment, <clears throat> we're going to talk to Dr. Yeager. Isn't he the test pilot? Different guy. But he's here to help. Someone who knows Prince Harry. Let's just put it that way. Was he on Epstein's Island? No, it's Prince Andrew. Oh, okay. Uh, taking a look at the games, <clears throat> the uh, I thought it would be close in London. They actually played this in Wembley, not in Tottenham. Uh, so uh, North 
West London instead of North Central London. Uh, Got to get that right. Everyone's wondering. Uh, Denver beat Jacksonville. I thought the Jags would win just because Denver had been so putrid, and it's really a home game for the Jags being their owner. Shad Khan owns Fulham Football Club, and he's a Londoner himself in some ways. But the defense for the Broncos has not been a disaster this year. And I think it's going to be a long time for reflection. Are there mirrors there for Trevor Lawrence? Because the Jags played well enough to win, but they lost because of two pretty bad interceptions from Lawrence. One came on the one-yard line, killed off an 80-yard drive, and the second one came on the last offensive play. But they kept coming close and getting away with – with no points. And uh, Travis Etienne, though, he looked really good. 156 yards and a touchdown on just 24 carries. Not enough. Denver, 21-17. Atlanta beat Carolina in OT. Now, this is one of these things. First of all, the Panthers might be looking for a new kicker. Eddie Pinheiro, who I can tell you stinks, not as a person, but as a kicker because he was with the Raiders for five minutes. He had two chances to win this game. I don't know why this guy is still in the NFL. I really don't. But he mixed, missed an extra point at the end of regulation, and then he missed a 32-yard attempt in overtime. 32 yards. <clears throat> now, I will give him somewhat of a pass on the missed extra point because it was from 48 yards, which isn't a walk in the park, but you'd still think he would hit it. That would have won the game. Why was the extra point so far away? Because the Hail Mary that the Panthers completed on the last play of the game, DJ Moore caught it. He took off his helmet, and that is a personal foul. And so that pushed it back, and they ended up losing the game, quite literally, 99% because he took off his helmet. So that means Atlanta is in first place in the NFC South. That's because Young-Ho Kim, uh, Koo, sorry, Young-Ho Koo hit the game-winning field goal in overtime. <clears throat> Kyle Pitts, remember the greatest tight end in the history of the draft, five passes for 80 yards. The Falcons' rushing attack just keeps steamrolling with a guy now named Caleb Huntley, not exactly a household name, getting nearly 100 yards. 37-34 over Carolina. And Carolina, you think about how they just stink to high heaven and they can't even win a game they're supposed to win because one of their players gets flagged for doing something stupid. And that's the thing. <clears throat> if you jump off sides, if you you know, slip and fall down, if you drop a pass, you know, it's like physical problems or mental problems. You know, mental mental mistakes, physical mistakes. If you slip and fall down, what are you going to do? You're a person. If you fumble the ball when no one hits you, you choked. But just the stupidity of things like that. I remember Philip Buchanan got an interception when he was with the Raiders. He took off his helmet and got a flag, and Bill Callahan just screamed at him on the sidelines, as he deserved. Miami beat Detroit. It was a lot closer than Miami would have wanted. They were on the road. <clears throat> the Dolphins found themselves 14 to nothing. But they dig themselves out. Digged, they dug themselves out. Tyreek Hill, 188 receiving yards. Jalen Waddell, 106 yards. 
two touchdowns. Those two guys, I mean, you really could talk about them as the best tandem in the NFL at wideouts. Uh, Miami was able to win that one. Minnesota over Arizona, 34-26. to 26. Got that one right uh, as well. Um, when the when the Vikings are winning games, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, they're just they just start rolling. But with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins on the field together, they always have a chance. Hopkins, twelve catches, one hundred and fifty nine yards, an insane one handed touchdown catch as well. But Kyler Murray, a couple more dumb interceptions, and that's enough to lose. <clears throat> we already talked about my Raiders. <clears throat> Battle of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, easily over the Steelers. And the Steelers are just not the Steelers right now. Their offensive line is a joke. Uh, Kenny Pickett got hit, got sacked six times, got hit 11 times, started making dumb decisions, lost his composure, interception, fumble. And uh, the secondary was no match for the Eagles. Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe had his worst game ever. And so this Eagle offense, you think about the performance of A.J. Brown, had his first 3-D catch game of his career. And uh, Jalen Hurts, still going. Not too shabby. New England over the Jets. This was one, and by the way, I picked this one too. I said Belichick will find a way to win this game, and he did. And that's holding the Jets to 17 uh, uh, points 22-17 this is in New York and Zach Wilson threw three of the stupidest interceptions you're going to see and Dan Orlovsky later on ESPN said you have the whole franchise in your hands people's jobs you can't be that careless you, you're playing all through ego right now ego Dallas over the Bears that was another easy one in Dallas you know Ezekiel Elliott's out Troy Pollard goes for 131 yards and like ooh is he still the guy but, I mean, listen, the, the Justin Fields, he wasn't horrible. He threw for two touchdown passes. He, his passer rating was 120. No one's going to give him any credit. Tennessee over Houston, 17-10. to uh, 10. This was in uh, Houston. We all kind of knew that one. We go Washington over Indianapolis. This is a wild ride for the commanders. Their defense kept them in it, and the offense took over in the final minutes. This could have been a Colts blowout. But remember, Matt Ryan got benched because they weren't scoring points. So they put in Sam Ellinger, the guy from Texas, not touted coming out of college. Threw for 201 yards, no touchdowns, but he made a huge mistake when he fumbled inside the Washington 20. And uh, that got turned around into points. We talked about San Francisco crushing the Rams, which is what they do in the regular season. McCaffrey with the hat trick, ran one, caught one, uh, threw one as well. Seattle over the Giants. This was in Seattle. I got that one right as well. A couple of muff punts by Richie James. And then uh, Daniel Jones uh, couldn't find anybody. Saquon Barkley was okay in the game. But the uh, the Seahawks, you know, it was an ugly win, but they'll take it. Buffalo over Green Bay. This was no surprise. This was a pretty easy week. I only missed two games. And any chance of the Packers pulling an offset went down the drain. It was, they, it was 14 to nothing after a couple of minutes. And then what the Bills did, they got up 24 to 7, and they just basically went into a prevent. And then they're like, okay, I guess we got to start trying. And it ended up uh, 27-17. But <clears throat> Josh Allen was not great. He only completed 52% of his passes. He threw two interceptions, but... 
he's a person. He's not going to be good every time. And so somebody else has to pick it up. And, um, I mean, Stephon Diggs still had 108 yards receiving and a touchdown. But it was a good thing they got out to that lead because in the second half, as I mentioned, you don't want to let Aaron Rodgers hang around. And uh, the defense was keeping Green Bay in that game. I mentioned the two interceptions. And the Packers were clearly the inferior team. But, you know, as I, you know, J.D. Sharp was saying, what are they, 3-5? and five? They're 3-5, and five. yeah. And do the Packers say, do we throw away a year of Aaron Rodgers? What is he, 38, 39? Do we throw away a year of him? Or do we make some moves right now? Is Jordan Love even on the roster anymore? <laughs> this is a team that lost the NFC Championship. You could say they're maybe a player away from going to the Super Bowl and they move up and they take a guy that they don't even need. Yes, he still is on the Packers Yeah, in his third year. All right, uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to bring in Dr. Yeager, and uh, he's going to help us. Uh, so come on back. I'm Rick Tittle, 1-800-878-PLAY. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching. Who's watching me? Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross-country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. 
With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328-800-293-0328-800-293-0328. That's 800-293-0328. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Rick Tittle's got a black belt in keeping it real. Welcome back to Sports Byline USA, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's a pleasure to welcome to the show Dr. Corey Yeager. He has a new book called How Am I Doing? 40 Conversations to Have with yourself, and uh, you might know Dr. Yeager if you've uh, seen him on uh, Oprah, if you've seen him on Apple TV and uh, and others. Uh, Dr. Yeager, when when you came down that I'm going to write a book, did you think 10 questions, 50 questions? How was it that it was 40? I think that we landed on 40, Rick, um, because it's a significant number uh, in society. Um one of the things that 40 represents is wondering and wandering. So oftentimes we're wandering in life trying to figure out where the heck we're going, where we're headed. Um, and I ask in the, in the book for us to begin to wonder about who we are, how we came to be, and where we're headed. Um, so the book is set up, How Am I Doing? is the overarching question. And then there's 40 conversations I ask you to have with yourself, um, kind of a bite-sized approach that help to answer that question, how am I doing? Uh, so that's kind of how we arrived at 40 uh, and the concept of the book. And um, isn't that how long it took the Lord to make the world, too? Was it 40 days? 40, 40 days <laughs> and a woman, 40 days to uh, 40 weeks before a, a woman births a child. Yeah. Um, right? 40. All, the number is a substantial number in, in much of society. As a uh, psychotherapist, and for people who don't know, you work for the Detroit Pistons uh, and, and others as well. You know, mental health is something that was always shunned. And then a couple of NBA stars like Kevin Love and DeMar Rosen came out and said, yes, I'm healthy and handsome and I'm a millionaire, but that doesn't mean I'm happy. So what is it about especially alpha males when they say, hey, I need help? Yeah, that's not an easy thing for an alpha male to do because if you're an alpha male, you've been sold a bill of goods in this society that you're almost invincible, that you are at the top of the heap. 
And these guys, like DeMar DeRozan, um, who I'm in the documentary that me, you can't see, doing work with, um, those guys are, have been at the top of their game probably since they were young, AAU, 12, 13 years old. People held them as the next coming of LeBron and Michael Jordan and all those things. Um, so that alpha male attitude is deeply um, embedded in who they are and their personality. So when they're having struggles in the mental wellness realm, it's hard to really get their hands around. Like, I don't know how to deal with this. First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm this alpha male, and I'm making these millions of dollars. And everybody wants a piece of me, but I'm behind closed doors struggling with anxiety or depression or any of this the whole gamut of things. So finding the ability to be vulnerable, I think, is really what we're talking about here, Rick, is how do you find the ability as an alpha male to be vulnerable? And many times you won't be vulnerable until you're forced, until, you say, until you're telling yourself the story, I can't deal with this on my own. I have to admit that to myself, and then if I can admit it to myself, I may be able to engage and admit it to others that, can, that gives me the ability to seek help. When I was uh, in college, I took a class at Cal from Dr. Harry Edwards in the 80s. It's called the Sociology of Sport. It was one of the first sports sociology classes in America. And at that time, he was working for both the Warriors and the 49ers. And he told us, he said, Bill Walsh came to him and he says, when he sees a white player sulking in the locker room, he knows exactly what's wrong. But Bill Walsh told him, he said, when I see a black guy mad, he goes, I have no idea what's on his mind. I need you to help me with that. So what is it about mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that African-American relationship and understanding those plights sometimes? Yeah, I think what we have to do anytime that we talk about the concept of race, and Dr. Edwards is a mentor of mine, and he's done, he was the predecessor to, to the work that I'm doing now, um, cutting-edge work. Um, but I think when we talk about race, one of the things that we have done in this country is we have yet to go through a truth and reconciliation process about race and about the history of the African living and residing in America. Um, we haven't held that conversation in essence yet, um, in earnest yet. So I think one of the things about race, especially the black male, is that oftentimes what we do is seek to decontextualize their, their plight. They just got to get yourself together. You're making millions of dollars, dude. You better figure it out. You can't just be pissed off and angry. Yeah, but that young man may have be, be connected to 400 years of history um, as an African-American. Uh, and that history has not necessarily been a beautiful run. Um, so when you see that young black man and he may be presenting as anger, as angry, there's probably more under that. Anger is a secondary emotion, meaning it's rooted in something like sadness or disappointment. But I don't know how to, as an alpha male, how to show you disappointment or sadness. I know how to show you anger, though. Um, so recognizing that there can be some deep-rooted, deep-seated things, and someone like Dr. Edwards can can um, associate with that and, and really um, have that self-discovery and, and shared process, shared experience with that person. Um, so that support mechanism becomes more important. Very interesting. We're speaking with Dr. Corey Yeager, the new book, How Am I Doing? Okay. Um, it, just as an aside, it was like, I don't know, 25 years later, I saw him on the sideline at the Coliseum before a Raider game, and I said, uh, hey, Dr. Edwards, I uh, I took your class in the 80s, and he's like, oh, really? How'd you do? And I said, you gave me a B, and he said, I don't give grades. Students earn them. I said, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's like, 
Doc, he's a He's always got a response. He's always ready. He's always ready. (laughs) All right. um, I know that you have talked about courageous conversations. You know, a lot of times we'd like to sweep things under the rug or there are some buzzwords and catchphrases that, you know, trigger people. And is that what you mean by some of these courageous conversations? Yeah, I think courageous conversations are connected to what I was just saying a bit earlier. Having the ability to, to go through a truth and reconciliation process before you can address issues and reconcile them, you first have to tell truth about them. This is a, those are those courageous conversations that we can be truthful about the process, the presence, uh, the present day, and what got us where we are in terms of race in this country, um, and contextualize race. What is the context that surrounds this group of people, um, Africans residing in America? There's a context that we should be engaging in. That means we need to truth tell, and those are those courageous conversations. You know, I think about um, psychotherapy as it evolves, and just like in the food world, remember, don't eat butter, it's bad for you, eat margarine. Then it's like, wait, margarine's worse, go back to butter. Have, has psychotherapy kind of changed over the years like that, like the methods, or is it uh, kind of the same thing that you learned when you were in college? Yeah, I think it's evolving, and I think psychotherapy is very unique to the person that is doing the therapeutic intervention, um, that the therapist is the, is the, relatively speaking, is the intervention, that if I use myself uh, as the vessel um, that's the way I can reach and be supportive of others. And that's going to look different for every therapist. Um, I think the modalities are in place. I think they're evolving. There's new modalities that are coming to the fray. Um, but I think they're all rooted um, in similar pieces of being in the helping business and being in the support business. But I think the unique aspect of that is bringing the individual piece to the, to the uh, therapeutic endeavor. You know, a lot of times, especially nowadays, um, people will say, hey, be in touch with your mental health. If you, if you can't do it, raise your hand. And there, it came to a big frack on the Olympics where um, with Simone Biles, she was celebrated, whereas, you know, say you have a problem. And then there were the people who were a little more cold hearted saying, you know what, dig deep, rub some dirt in it, quit being a crybaby. Where are we when those two pendulum swings like, hey, if you can't do it? don't do it, and also you have to be more resilient? I think that the pendulum swings back and forth, and I think it's dependent on the individual, the fan base that may push that individual, and all of those things. But I think what we have to do is allow the individual the ability to set that pendulum into place, um, that I can't tell anyone, well, you got to be tougher. No, then I'm telling you to be tougher based on my experience, and that's not your experience. So if Simone Biles is saying, I need to take a break and step away, and others are saying, well, you could break the record, and she said, I don't care about that. My mental health, my mental wellness is more important. Who is then to say, well, that's not right, and that's not your job? It's, it's that individual's task to figure out the best way forward for them. Um, and that doesn't, fans can be upset over that, but it's not their life. It is that individual athlete's life, um, and they have to learn to be okay with that. Last question for you. Um, on Sometimes, you know, we're really hard on ourselves. We look in the mirror and be like, ah, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm stupid. But then if you say, I'm the greatest, and they say, well, you're arrogant, you're a narcissist. So what about being positive about yourself? Uh, because I think a lot of times in our society, we're supposed to be more self-deprecating at times. 
I don't think self-deprecating is necessarily a bad thing given the right situation. Um, but what you talk about is the concept of self-talk, that we're always having conversations with ourselves. And many times, if we tune into them and aware of them, they're negative. Um, so how do we find the ability to have more positive outlooks for ourselves? Not necessarily what everyone else looks at if they're positive with this, but how do I see myself? Um, and I should be able to work on myself well enough to be okay with who I am um, and better understand how I got to be where I am. And I think really that's what the book How Am I Doing is up to, is asking people to take the time to engage with themselves, better, better get better acquainted, be curious with self, um, because then I get an opportunity to show up in the world as a better version of myself. Actually, I want to sneak in one more question uh, basketball-wise. I remember Markel Fultz, number one overall pick, had some mental issues, basically had to relearn how to shoot a basketball. And where you are, Cade Cunningham, number one overall pick, got off to a slow start but then really started rolling. What was his mindset when he got there and he thought this this maybe isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be? Well, uh, Cade and I talked a lot. Cade wrote the forward to my book, um, How Am I Doing? So I'm really close with that kid. And he is just a fabulous, fabulous young man. Very sharp, great leadership skills. But just like any other rookie, at the transition, you're no longer playing at Oklahoma State. You're not in the Big 12 anymore. Now you're in, on the biggest stage in the world with the top athletes of the world. When you're at Oklahoma State playing Kansas State, you're going to be the best player on the floor. But when you step onto the floor and you're playing the Nets and you see Kyrie and KD and Ben Simmons, you may not be the best player in the world. So recognizing that I can impact the game in my, for my ability as I mature, right? And then at some point, I may become one of those superstars. But it is a process. You don't come into the league and just take it all by storm and become the, the next Michael Jordan overnight. It's a process. So engaging, being patient with self, letting the maturity process unfold and evolve, is um, keenly important, and Kate has done one hell of a job at it, and he's only going to get better. There he is, Dr. Corey Yeager, the new book, How Am I Doing? 40 Conversations to Have with Yourself. And uh, this is uh, an important uh, book that you should really pick up. Dr. Yeager, thanks so much for coming on. Good stuff, man. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate it, bro. All right. I'm Rick Tittle, and we will take a break and come on back on SportsFox. They promise to those kills get to the park. I wonder if my parents will ever be a part. When mommy job is a knife, I thrill to see her and that is white. And daddy swims a gun. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? 
How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us. We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332 That's 800-738-5332 Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family you never imagined it would come to this instead of living your dreams you're living with debt in fact it's smothering you now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Back to pass goes Tarkinen. He's going down the middle and White makes the catch. He is clean but holds on to the football, losing a helmet. Chin strap flying one way, helmet the other. Holy Toledo. I saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night, and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him, and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then. All right. Well, we do. We're going to close out the show now. We got game three tonight in Philadelphia, and neither of these teams are really hidden so far. In the first two games, the Phillies are hitting 233. The Astros are 231, but uh, Syndergaard versus McCullers, you look at the over-under in, at eight, considering that fact, but still, you know, these home run hitters can pop up. It's amazing to me that Altuve has more than 20 postseason home runs as it is, but the Phillies are 5-0 and at home, and, uh, you know, they, of course, you think about falling behind in the first two games on the road. Um, the Phillies still Syndergaard on the year in the postseason so far with a 1-6-9. And uh, McCullers, uh, regular season with a 2-2-7. Remember, he was hurt for most of the postseason. This is his first start since uh, in the World Series since 2017 when he started Game 7 against the Dodgers uh, back in the uh, day. And uh, Dusty Baker had several options with who to go with, and uh, he went with McCullers. He said it's a big game, and I figure it's a big ballpark. You keep the sinker down, and 
uh, I'll be all right. But, uh, you know, it's funny, uh, I, the old adage of people talking about, you know, different ideas for baseball and the comedian Joe List said for every inning you go to in extra innings, you remove one defensive player. And as much as I want to laugh that out of the room, that actually seems like a pretty cool idea. The 10th, you know, two outfielders, the 11th, maybe you take away a third baseman. <laughs> Why don't we get down to just the battery? Uh, you can't go any more than that. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. pack time for another live edition of Titillating Sports. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.